that's one of the biggest problems I see is a lot of businesses and clients will say like, oh, well, social media doesn't work for me or social media won't work for my business. And it's because they've gone in without a strategy. A lot of times people will say, okay, well, I've been on Facebook and nothing happened. Well, was your messaging correct? Were you sharing the right type of content that your audience on Facebook wanted to read? There's so many different social media platforms out there and they all exist for a reason. Welcome everyone to episode 25 of the Cassandra Properties podcast. We have a treat for you once again today. We are joined by Katie Brinkley, the founder and social media strategist at Next Step Social Communications based out of Littleton, Colorado. So we're going way out across the country here to bring some value to the uh, Cassandra Properties family today. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's absolute pleasure. Uh, so oftentimes the audience likes to uh, likes when I kind of go back and we start in the beginning and we, we try and learn a little bit about uh, Katie and your business and, and how did we get to where we are today? And then I have a couple of other topics I'd like to jump into. So awesome. if you would be so kind, could you give us a little bit of a snapshot on the business uh, today and, and how we, how we ended up where we are? Cause it's a pretty, pretty neat story. Yeah. So I am a social media strategist. And a lot of times people say, like, well, what is, what does that even mean? And what I do is I help businesses and entrepreneurs learn how to optimize their social media so that everything works together, their ads, their, their organic posts, their Instagram, their LinkedIn, their Facebook, everything is talking and it has an overall strategy. Uh, a lot of times businesses will just be like, I know I need to be on social media, but I don't, it, you know, it's just for for looks or for vanity metrics. Um, this is what I teach and, and, and try to do for my customers is how to bring in new clients, new leads and create a community around your brand. Um, this is something that obviously i am been out of college for a while now. And um, when I first started in social media, it was all for pleasure. I was uh, a, a part of the, uh, the New, I was a news director, music director, and sports director at the college radio station. And I went to a smaller school in Colorado, uh, Fort Lewis. And this was the during the MySpace days. So uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys all remember the, the top eight, but I was all in on MySpace because Facebook back in the day used to, used to have a, a college uh, URL or, or email address in order to be on Facebook. And um, even though I was at a division two school, uh, Facebook did not recognize my, my little division two school as a uh, accredited university. So I was well, all in on MySpace. So a lot of people, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but a lot of folks won't even know what that's about. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, in the the but, kind of the, the origins of Facebook, you know, needing the college account to get in. And just if you'd spend a minute or two on that, I think the audience would get a kick out of that. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, Facebook was basically a giant uh, yearbook for people that were at colleges, and it was a way for them to connect with other people. It, a lot of times I get bigger schools where, yeah, I, I think about like the University of Michigan, there's so many people at those schools, and you might not be able to really connect with all of them uh, very easily, like, oh, there's that person from my class. So having the Facebook, having Facebook was a way for you to connect and uh, meet other people in college and basically share your information with them. Well, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, I remember it was right after I graduated, he finally decided to take Facebook off of just being a, you know, for schools, like you had to have a accredited, again, university email address to be on Facebook. And he decided that anybody with any email address could be on it. And so um, when that happened, that's when I got onto Facebook. But again, like I said, I was, I was more into MySpace and that was available to anyone. It, um, MySpace, believe it or not, is still around. Um, and it was where a lot of bands were getting recognition and were kind of taking off in the MySpace area before Facebook opened up to the rest of the world. Um, Twitter actually also got to, launched mostly because Facebook, again, was only for college kids or, or people at, at schools. And so other people wanted to, to get on these social network thingies and Twitter was away, MySpace was away, and um, you know, as we've seen, social media and social networking has just completely taken off. Um, again, and and I started, like I said, back in the MySpace days. So, having a social media marketing degree 
wasn't even a thing when, when I went to school. I wanted to be the next Aaron Andrews. I wanted to be a sports reporter. And um, so I, life took, goes in weird directions, crazy directions. And I saw the benefits of social media back in college, started with bands and helping them launch their, their music on, on MySpace. And things have kind of evolved obviously since there. And I, I've got my, my own company now doing social media and helping entrepreneurs with social media. Um, mostly I, my, my clients specialize uh, in, in the home industry. So realtors, contractors, help, home builders, home organizers, um, anything that has to do with the home is, is kind of my jam. So that's, uh, it's so much to pull apart there. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that, that introduction. It's, it's crazy how um, Facebook and, and Twitter and all of these platforms uh, as we know them today are just these massive conglomerates, right? Um, but they were at one point, just like everything else, you know, in beta, uh, you know, going through this process of, of seeing what works, what doesn't work. And, and I think it's neat and I think it's important to remember that, um, especially today, we have so many tools in the toolbox to innovate. And there's so many neat new, new things that we can be uh, pushing the limits on, right? You know, uh, I was having a discussion with one of the, the younger um, folks that work here recently. And uh, I was talking about innovating and we're, we're uh, launching a new app soon for the company that's gonna do things a little bit differently. And they were like, you know, I just feel like um, there's not much left to invent. You know, I feel like everything's kind of been thought of and, and that is so not the case, right? There is so much opportunity out there. Um, in, in fact, one of our strategies that we're advising clients on, uh, on our consulting side is as COVID has really solidified the work from home model and the decentralization of real estate, uh, we're advising a lot of our high net worth clients to stop trading for bricks for bricks, meaning selling one set of buildings and buying another set of buildings. We're really strongly urging them to take some of that capital and deploy it uh, in, in the form of micro investments in small tech startups. Uh, the Opportunity Zones give you a great opportunity to do that. Uh, and uh, you know, grab these kids coming out of college, give them a space to work, give them high-speed internet, Offer them some, you know, mentorship and uh, and some capital, of course, and and let them go. I feel like we're we're just scratching the surface of what uh, social media and the tech front has available for us. So you are specializing, and you have been for 15 years now, on you know taking social media and not treating it as just um, a place that you have to be, right? When you start to get in the weeds on this stuff, it is quite remarkable how productive the platforms can become. Um, so if you would take a few minutes to talk about a few of the platforms, uh, maybe offer some tips to the audience about things that perhaps on the surface they weren't really aware of and, and give a little bit of insight in, into what you mean by, uh, instead of it just being a place to have a presence, really using these amazing tools to go to work for you, for your company, a big big business, small business, uh, and everyone in between, it's just become such a, a critical part of of the business you know spectrum today, right? Social media has become so critical in everything we do. If you say a few words on on how that translates and what you mean by not just kind of having a presence, but being organized and being intentional. Oh man, I, see, I love social media. It's uh, it's my jam for sure, and that's one of the biggest problems I see is a lot of businesses and clients will say like, oh, well, social media doesn't work for me or social media won't work for my business. And it's because they've gone in without a strategy. A lot of times uh, people will say, okay, well, I, I've been on Facebook and you know, nothing happened. Well, were you tar were, were your was your messaging correct? Were you sharing the right type of content that your audience on Facebook wanted to, to read. There's so many different social media platforms out there and they, they all exist for a reason. Um, I mean, if, if, they're, if they all, were all the same, then why would we have you know, eight, nine different social media platforms out there? Every, every platform offers something different to the people that are on it. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see small businesses make when they're on social media is that they, oh, I need to be on every single social media platform. 
And so they, they're on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I mean, like there's so many. And then they just copy and paste the same messaging, yes. put it out, and then expect these, the clients and the leads just to start knocking down their door. And that is definitely a, something that I try to, to teach people. Go to listen to where your audience is, listen to where your audience wants and go to where they are. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they will give you insights onto who is following you, who's engaging with you when they're online. And from there, that's when you can kind of do like testing and see like, okay, well, on on Instagram, my audience is mostly women and uh, between 25 and 35. And they really like seeing pictures of uh, before and afters. But on Facebook, they really like seeing uh, getting offers or conversation starters where I can ask a question to them on like, what, what is, what's, uh, what's one way that you decorate your uh, family table for the holidays? Send a, you know, send, upload a picture in the comments of what your you know, family holiday table looks like. You know, and that's how we get the most engagement. So I mean, like, there's different ways to connect with your audience on each platform. And I think that that's one of the most important things to do is to try to see where audience is and go to the platforms that they're on. Don't try and be the master of all, because when you're the master of all, then you're the master of none. And go to those platforms, talk to your audience who's on, on there. Again, maybe Instagram is women and they're you know, 25 to 35, but then LinkedIn is mostly men in their you know, 40 to 50. Okay, well then what type of content would a man be interested in seeing? And you don't need to recreate the wheel for every single post. So let's say you're sharing a blog. It's just where you craft the message. You're still sharing the same piece of content, but craft it for the message that's going out onto each platform. Again, the blog could be about dinner tables, but on LinkedIn, you could share it as, uh, the top 10 dinner table organization ideas or whatever for, um, you know, statistically over the last 20 years, how the, you know, holiday dinner table has changed. And then on Instagram, it can just be a beautiful picture with a really nice, like micro blog description. There's so many ways to find your, your client. Um, don't try and be on all the social media channels with the same copy, the same image, and just try and be on all of them, just go to where they are and give them exactly what they're asking for. So that's a really interesting um, perspective. And, and we talk to a lot of people here and quite honestly, I have not heard that perspective <laughs> before. Uh, we've heard the don't copy and paste the same post and duplicate it, which so many people do, right? A lot of times you'll bring in social media experts and you know they're saying, okay, we're gonna post to three different platforms and they're literally just, clicking the syndicate button, you know, on the bottom of the post and it's populating on multiple platforms. It's the exact same message. It's the exact same images. It's the exact same text. So what you're saying- Exact same time, yeah. At the exact same time, right. So you're saying that it's okay that the core theme of your post is the same across platforms, but the messaging and the methods by which you deliver the information to that audience has to uh, be adapted to- the specific audience in the specific platform. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. And, okay. and you can look at all this in your insights. Um, again, it's Instagram, Facebook, that they tell you who your audience is. I mean, uh, for one of my home organizing clients, obviously it's 93.3% women. Um, so we, I know exactly what type of messages to put out there and like feeding your kids and, you know, getting, trying to, to be a stay at home. So, I mean, like all of our messages are crafted, like we're talking specifically to just her. And that way people feel connected with this home organizer. They feel like they know her. They feel like she's a friend because they always feel like she's talking directly to them because she's putting out the exact content that her ideal customer wants to hear. So, you know, we, we, we get so busy and I'm, I'm talking to the audience now, right? We all have our companies and we're all running in a hundred different directions. Um, and we're taking the time to post and we're taking the time uh, or we're, we're expending the resources to have someone post. Um, and we're not, utilizing these platforms anywhere near to the level uh, that they should be. And uh, I've used this analogy a lot of times, Katie, that where 
so busy pedaling the bike that it's difficult to fix it and pedal it at the same time. Um, it's pretty amazing that you have the ability to, if you slow it down enough to jump into the platforms and they essentially, as you said, um, so I knew some of this, I didn't know all of it. Uh, we have a pretty big presence, uh, out here in Staten Island and to hear you just break it down in such a simple way. It makes sense, right? If we're going to take the time to do this, we really should be paying attention to who is it that we're speaking to. And I, I preach that all the time, know your audience. You know, when we're out there and we're pitching, know who you're speaking to, uh, make sure you understand what they want to hear and how they want to hear it. And I guess that that's the same concept here. So does it matter um, from a business perspective on your side? Does it matter if you're working with a real estate company or a construction company or uh, you, you host uh, two sport uh, podcasts, one international <laughs> sports podcast I want to talk about? Are the principles? <laughs> the same across the board does it does it make a difference yeah it does it, it really does i i think that having knowing just knowing who you're talking to makes a world of difference and it again you don't going back to what i was saying before you don't need to be on every single social media platform yeah i mean like if if, if you're if you know your audience is women like go all in on instagram i'm telling you right now if you have a, a predominantly female audience go all in on Instagram and devote one, like a ton of your time on there, devote like 90% of your time on there. Because then there's, if you think about it, since I'm on the Instagram kick right now, the, on Instagram, there's five different ways that you can post on it. There's the grid, there's Instagram stories, there's Instagram live, there's IGTV, and now there's reels. So, which is the TikTok knockoff. And I mean, if you want to be successful on social media, you are going to jump into all five of those different ways of posting on Instagram, not just posting to the grid. You're going to be on these on Instagram and all in. You're going to give people the content through reels once a week, through Instagram lives on occasion. Uh, I mean, like you're going to be showing up on a regular basis on all these different ways, because then again, like I said, this is where your audience is and you're giving them the content about your business in all these different ways. So that, and it's just gonna expand your reach and again, your audience. So if, once you know who your audience is, go all in on that platform. So has this always been a, a passion of yours? You, you're, look, you, for 15 years, you've been helping uh, a wide berth of, of companies and, and folks, real estate agents, construction companies, home builders, um, and you've clearly got a very creative side and entrepreneurial side. <laughs> has this always been a part of, of your composition? Is this something that kind of clicked early on? You know, were you always into this side of things or did this come on later on in life? Well, I mean, like I said, I wanted to be uh, a, a sideline or actually I wanted to be a play-by-play -play reporter for the NF for NFL um, radio. And that's what I went to school for. And that's what my first job out of college was for. I was always doing social media uh, kind of on the side. And I just kind of, I, I saw the power of it and how you, like, like I said, I started with bands and I was able to, you know, connect with bands from all over the country and, you know, get, get them on my radio show. And I was like, man, this is great. My space is fantastic. I can connect with people that I never would have dreamed of before. So I always kind of saw the power of it. Um, but again, I wanted to be a sports reporter. I wanted to be uh, calling the games for, for NFL teams and um, life obviously took, took me in a different direction, but that's where my uh, co-hosting on the, the NFL uh, parts of the uh, Across the Pond Sports podcast comes in and I get to talk sports and NFL twice a week on that show. So let's talk a little bit about that. I think that's so neat. So uh, you host this show and... Um... Your so I guess but the, the passion for football is it just specifically football that you had the passion for? I guess I just like seeing people get hurt. Um, <laughs> I love I love football and I love hockey. So um, I'm a big Denver Broncos fan. It's been a kind of a rough season, um, and I'm a big Colorado Avalanche fan. And I but I've always just loved football. I I think in high school I started. That's when I started my first like magazine subscription and it wasn't to like 17 or anything. It was to the sporting news. Mm -hmm. um, so I would get the sporting news every week and I just, I read it from cover to cover. I just absolutely loved it. And in college uh, there was a football officiating class, which I'm sure that was just created mostly for the football players to get an easy 
an easy A in, but I signed up for it. And I remember uh, the coach kind of looked at me and I signed up, went into the class, was like, what is this girl doing here? Is she just looking for a boyfriend? And I was like, I honestly was interested in, because That's awesome. I've, I've never played football. Like I just have always enjoyed watching it. I was curious, you know, what the hand signals meant from the, you know, the, the officials before they actually announced it. I wanted to know before they got on the mic, what the, you know, what the penalty was or whatever. So, um, so I signed up for that. And like I said, I, I just love football. I love hockey and uh, podcasting has, you know, given me the chance to still do my radio jams. And uh, like I said, I have my marketing podcast, but then obviously the, the NFL podcast is, is a passion project. So was it like in the family? Were, were there, you know, big, big, long Saturdays and Sundays watching football or? I am an only child. And uh, my dad is, I mean, he's in, into football. I mean, it wasn't like red zone didn't exist when I was growing up. Like we would watch oh. the Broncos and, the, and then um, my dad's from California. So whenever we could watch the 49ers play, we would watch them, but that was about it. I, I loved playing it though with him. We would go outside and throw the football around all the time. And again, this was before like females in, in boys sports really kind of was even somewhat accepted. Um, <laughs> so I never even got the chance to like to try to play. I would just play with my dad all the time and, and with the neighborhood kids. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, like I, I, like I said, I still love football and I love watching it. Like yesterday, I've spent all day on the couch watching Red Zone. So. You know, it's, it's so funny. Um, there's like this common theme that continues to reoccur. Uh, when, whenever we're talking to entrepreneurs like yourself, there's like this thread of football woven between really there is there's so many folks that i have spoken to over the last couple of months uh that are entrepreneurs like we are that have this kind of passion somewhere woven into our dna there's like a little football gene in there uh and it was interesting the edit the one of the editors here for the show picked up on it and they were like you know 60 something percent of the people that you've spoken to have this passion for football so i said let me bring that up there's got to be some football gene buried in our heads somewhere here i don't know so well, make sure to tell all your guests to tune into to the Across the Pond Sports podcast because we have a lot of fun. Put out a, two episodes a week and just talk football, football, football. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Um, so uh, Littleton, Colorado, is this born and raised in, in Littleton? Yeah. Um, the only time I've really left was when I went to college when, and that was in Durango, which, as my mom put it, was the furthest away I could get from her without leaving the state. So <laughs> um, it's about a seven and a half hour drive from Denver and um, Littleton is just uh, right outside of Denver. It's one of the, the Denver suburbs. So I, we, I can uh, take the light rail station and it takes like 15 minutes to get to the, to the heart of downtown Denver. So it's, I love it here. I, I've seen a lot, I've been fortunate to, to do a lot of traveling and I've seen a lot and I, I absolutely love calling, calling Denver home and being able to see the mountains every day. Yeah, you, you, a lot of your content centers around uh, about around the hometown, which is very similar for us, where uh, we're in the shadow of New York City, of course, out here in Staten Island, but we're um, a very tight knit, very close community uh, out here in Staten Island, and uh, we're we're pretty fiercely protective of of our own, if you will. Um, so I think it's neat that kind of small town feel, even though we're you know, a borough of New York City, we very much have a small town feel out here in Staten Island. Yeah. Um, so fast forward now where, uh, you know, we've gone through this revolution where, you know, small businesses and, and, and mid, mid-sized companies felt they had to have a presence um, and people have begun to embrace and to post. And then here comes COVID and now you know, there's a quadrupling down on digital assets. Uh, how has COVID impacted um, your side of the business, if, if I may? Because I know our side's been turned upside down by it. Yeah, um, 20, my 2020 goals definitely ended up being very different than my 2020 year end. Uh, I wanted to, to grow more of an agency sort of feel where I was offering more done for you social media where People will come to me and say, hey, I know I need to be on social media. Just do it for me. And that's definitely what I specialize in. But when COVID hit, I had a lot of people that, so I'm 
again, LinkedIn is a great platform for, for networking and I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. And so I talk to a lot of different people um, that I've never really met in real life. And one of the common things that I've found people were talking and asking about was like, hey, now that I've been given the gift of time uh, being at home here under, under these uh, quarantines, uh, I realize social media is so important. I just, I don't know how to do it. I, yeah. it overwhelms me and I just, I know that I'd love to pay you to do it, but right now, like, I feel like I have the time to learn. And so that's where my coaching um, business really kind of took off. And so what I kind of transitioned to in this year is offering one-on-one -on -one coaching for social media. So I teach people how to set up their Facebook page. Like we, so how to read their insights, how to find out where their clients and their customers are. So that way we can go all in on those platforms. Um, we're not just, again, posting on every platform known to mankind. You're posting where, you're, where your audience is listening. So I teach them how to set everything up, how to optimize their bios for SEO, how to create content, again, where it's, again, maybe sharing one blog post, but repurposing that blog post on each social channel differently so that if someone does follow you on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, it looks different. They're going to want to click on it each time because it's not like, oh, I've already seen this on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm giving people the, the same piece of content different ways so that they'll want to follow you on every single social media platform that you're on um, if you are going to be on multiple channels. So um, again, the, the 2020 has completely changed on how um, I do my business because I'm teaching people how to do what I do. And it's, it's actually been so rewarding just to see that people learn how to do it and not go get overwhelmed by it anymore. So it's, you know, starting from square one, we're like, okay, well, now we're just going to open up Facebook and I'm going to teach you everything on the back end. And I, then they can, when I'm the coaching contracts over, release them. And it's like, oh yeah, well, social media, I've, I've already got a content calendar created. I know what days to post. I know what times to post. I know when I should go into Instagram stories and how to connect all that. So it just seems seamless. And that's, that's one of the things that it's, it's great because they're doing stuff that even if they were to pay me to do it, they would still need to be doing some sort of video, some sort of story, so getting in front of their audience in some way. And what I've done now is just taught them how to do it. And now it, they're able to get you know, better results because they're getting their time back because they've learned how to do it the right way. And they're being, seeing the success from it. So, so uh, the coaching is something I wanted to speak about specifically um, because I think for my audience, uh, it's very relevant for, there's an intimidation factor that comes along with the platforms, right? So mm -hmm. um, for the most part, it becomes, okay, we just have someone that's going to handle it and it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, you're making your kind of generic posts on, on schedule and there's not a whole lot of passion behind it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that the coaching offers an opportunity uh, to really dive in and understand how to connect. So yes. um, do you do this for all different levels of mm -hmm. like, is it, you know, if you have absolutely no idea or if you, if you do have a decent sense of the different platforms, do you scale it? And uh, do you, can you give us a sense of cost of how that would work? Is it go by company size or like, again, I think this would it's, be relevant for my audience. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one-on-one -on -one coaching and we have, so typically people, I found that people sign up for the three month package the, the most, cause it's less overwhelming. I do have like a one month all in package where we meet twice a week for 45 minutes a session. And honestly, it, I found that people get overwhelmed and they don't stick it out the way that the people that do the three month package do. So the three month package is, is 12, one hour sessions, one-on-one -on -one via zoom like this. And basically what you, I, you have control of the computer and I navigate and teach you where to go. So that way it's not just me jumping around. I know exactly where to go on, you know, the Facebook business manager, but my clients typically don't, they don't, a lot of them have never even heard of Facebook business manager. So that's just where I teach them how to set it up, how to install a pixel, how to do the DNS verification. And this is stuff that we, you only have to do one time, hopefully, but just teaching them on how to navigate. Um, and then if someone's more advanced and already knows all that, this is where 
We work on, we, we can go down different paths on how to write, find blog topics um, to write, how to write a blog, how to make sure that the blog is optimized for SEO, how to uh, develop your strategy for Instagram um, with, with reels and stories and, and the grid, like how to figure that out. Um, so, I mean, depending on where you are with your ability is, is where I can, I can kind of take you. And again, the, the three-month session definitely seems to work the best because people get used to setting aside like every Thursday at, at 11, I have a coaching client and it's an hour that she set aside every Thursday for the next three months. So after our time together is over, she is used to spending one hour a week devoted to her social media. And what I try to teach is that that's all you need to really do. You can sit down and just devote one hour a week to your social media. And then guess what? You're going to get your life back and you're going to enjoy being on social media as your business, because you're not worrying about, oh my gosh, what do I have to, what do I have to post on my, you know, it's already been done. Now, all you have to do is go in and engage as your page and be social on social media. So um, that, that's kind of what I try to kind of just get that, that mindset and, and that habit formed of the one hour a week to your social media and people seem to, to really take off with it. That's, that's great. Um, and then it, it, if, if these are people or principals that have a company uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, if it's a, a two person shop or a 200 person shop, does it scale from a cost perspective? No, nope, it doesn't. Uh, it, it's all the, the same price for, and like I said, it's one-on-one it's -on -one coaching. So th this is the thing that I try and teach a lot of businesses is that you are the brand. Um, despite you might not wanting to be the brand, really you are the brand. And um, you have to get used to putting your, your face out there because the more that they see your face, the more your audience is going to know, like, and trust you. And the more they know, like, and trust you, the more they're want, going to want to give your give you business, um, either from referral or their their own money. And so this is where I, I, I've, a lot of it is teaching the people the person that is going to be in front of the camera, in front of their the audience the most that one on one time. That's what um, that's who I need to connect to work with. So I recently worked with um, a, two realtors, but it was their assistant that I was actually working with. So I was teaching her how to do their social media because she's the one that's actually going out to the, the properties most of the time and doing the walkthroughs before the open house, like, yep. and, and showing those, you know, Hey, over here, we have a brand new kitchen, you know, and, and being the face of the business. So, um, yeah. So whoever is going to be the face of your business, I typically encourage to be the one to sign up for, for the coaching. So, um, I have an interesting kind of story about about this because I, I I struggled with it in the beginning um being terribly uncomfortable being on camera being terribly uncomfortable if I'm out of my subject matter it was like oh I didn't want to be a part of those things so for me uh, I didn't understand quite why people would want to have these glimpses into the different lives that we now share and have become common practice right so for me in the beginning it was like business 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 and, you know, I, I joke around with my CMO, Peter, all the time now, who thankfully is brilliant and handles all of these things and has really brought us so far along uh, as a company. I was making like really insightful, you know, nailing it where the market's going, talking about, um, you know, what asset classes we should be divesting from, which ones we should be getting into, where the interest rates were going. And, you know, you would kind of bump along in X amount of views and some better posts and some lesser posts. And I was like, I'm really giving great value here. I don't get it. And then we brought in this guy, J-Man, Jeremiah, uh, awesome. Uh, uh, he's a social media guru uh, and he works with realtors out of New York. And, uh, you know, he was like, you're, you're not connecting. I said, what do you mean I'm not connecting? So he gave me like these homework assignments. And one of the homework assignments was to go to a local park and talk about um, a memory that you had in a local park. So I went down and I, you know, I'm sitting there with the camera begrudgingly and I'm like, oh, you know, this is a place. And I started to, you know, get a little bit more comfortable with it. And I landed on telling a story about where uh, my son caught his first fish. 
it had, I can't even tell you, hundreds and hundreds and then thousands of people watching this thing. And that's when I got it. Like I didn't get that if I didn't connect with them personally, it didn't matter what I had to say about business. It didn't matter how profound a prediction of a, a market class was. It didn't matter that I was, you know, to the week telling you how interest rates were going to change. It, it didn't, none of that mattered if we didn't connect the way we're connecting right now. So exactly. for, uh, for a business owner, I think a question that comes up a lot and, and folks struggle with is how much do you dedicate to personal and how much do you dedicate to business? Like what's, What's the ratio? What's the mix? So and this is where it, it is different for, for every business and, and depending on what your audience is. I always try to connect through, like I, I do a lot of stuff through stories where I'll share family photos and, and stuff like that because that's where I'm like, okay, this is gone in 24 hours, but I'm giving them a glimpse into my window of, of, of my life. And then I also like, so I, uh, just for my my business's social media page on Fridays, that's where my kids are my fun Fridays. And those are where I typically am either sharing a fun bit of about me um, or I'm really into coffee. So I'll share like a fun coffee meme. And then in the body of the, the, the caption, I'm talking about like, ah, who's on their third cup of coffee today? I know I am, hooray Fridays. <laughs> but from there, I'm able to transition it into it into a, a story and that those are some of my best posts because I'm giving that like a, a talk about my entrepreneurial journey or uh one tip that I you know the first time that I got my first office or you know something different about me that's a story that gives people a different way to connect with me because I mean I can give social media tips every day but you're only going to care about getting those if you're a social media strategist, another social media person. I mean, they're only going to take you so far. You have to find different ways to connect with your audience on a regular basis. And like you said, going to that park, that local park where you had a memory, that's fantastic, especially as someone like in the, the, the real estate or, or, or commercial property industry, because then you're showing, look, I'm a part of this community and I've been a part of this community for a long time. I, my son caught his first fish over here. You know, so this is, that's where it's, this is the location that is my bread and butter. When you're in this location, I want you to think of me because I've been here and I've been a part of this community for a really long time. I've seen it evolve and change. I know what kind of business is going to do awesome in that location because I've been here for so long. You know, so that's where kind of subconsciously you're ingraining that you're the authority in that area. So there's no magic um, sauce as far as 40% personal, I, 50% business, it's, it's an ebb and a flow. It is an ebb and a flow. And I, I mean, like, like I said, I, I post four times a week um, for my personal business page. And um, the, the, the third one is, always, so I guess that's 25% of the time I am posting a personal post. But on the holidays, I'm going to share stuff in my stories about the holidays and maybe share some pictures of my kids and you know so stuff like that can go into stories very easily but one thing you do need to remember especially on Instagram is that it is an the overall grid is what you need to envision and have in mind because it is like your gallery it is your best of the best for when people who are new to your business or your account they go there and they instantly know what it is that you sell that you offer how you can help them and that they want to follow you so um, your grid, you need to consider your best of the best and that it all flows cohesively. Um, again, you can have those personal stories in there, but have them in the captions or kind of make sure that they fit in with the overall picture and, and style and grid. And if it, uh, what are some of the absolute like no-nos? What are some of the absolute big do not do's on, on the social platforms? Obviously resharing the exact same post when you're hitting that, you know, syndication button is one of them. What are some of the other things that, that we really should stay away from? Um, I try to tell people to not be the annoying guy at the party. So don't be the guy at the party that comes in and corners you and all he does is talk about himself for the next two hours and then turns around and walks away and never says, hey, so tell me, what do you do? 
how long have you been from this area? Like, tell me more about you. It, it's called social media for a reason. Try to be social on it. Um, and I see that's a really common trap that businesses fall into is that they just go on there and sell the whole time. And I don't know about you, but that's not why I want to be on social media is to be knowingly sold to. Obviously, <laughs> there's a reason I have a job there. You're on social media and you are going to get sold to. But at the same time, like you can tell when an ad comes through versus an organic post show up in people's feeds and they want you there. They want to hear what you have to say and potentially buy it from you. But again, don't just go on there and just sell to someone, provide them value and be social. So podcasting, um, this platform now has become, it seems like nobody had a podcast and now it seems like everybody has a podcast. Um, it's become a really important part of how we communicate out here. Um, you know, we, we started this, this podcast because we wanted to give people an opportunity to connect with folks in the network, connect with folks like yourself, uh, where we can get the messaging out. We wanted to give people an opportunity to communicate. Um, wh where do you see the future of podcasting? How important has podcasting become for you? And do you think it is a central part of the platform that folks should be considering? I think that podcasting is huge if you have a strategy behind it, just, just like with social media don't that you have to have some sort of consistency of okay every tuesday at eight o'clock that's when the podcast comes out have a consistent strategy behind your podcast as well as your it's, it's it's all marketing it's all just different ways of getting your name out there and of connecting with people that want to hear with your message so make sure that you have a strategy behind it and you're not just going on the on the air just to be on the air um, how are you going to give your ideal clients and customers exactly what they want to learn from you. Um, and I think that podcasting is, is definitely here to stay. What are you going to do to stand out from a crowd? That, that's what you need to figure out. I think that you should be on. I think if, if podcasting is, is for you, then great. There's also Facebook Live or Instagram Live. That's another route that you can go down doing live video um, and having that as part of your strategy. I think that if you can put your, your voice or your face uh, out there to your audience on a weekly basis, you're going to stay top of mind. And I think that, again, if you can think of what, what do you have to offer from all the other different people out there that's going to make you stand out, that your clients are going to want to listen to um, and, and do business with you someday, I think absolutely podcasting is, is a great tool to optimize. So... Um business owners were pulled in so many different directions, right? There are so many uh, different things competing for our resources at any given time. Uh, the, the whole platform, right? All of the sites, podcasting, the whole kind of digital suite. What percentage of, of someone's marketing uh, budget would you say is a safe number that should be attributed to this kind of digital suite today? Yeah, it's it really depends on what you what, how much is one client customer worth to you? Um, because if you can gain in one new lead, and what is your strategy from after having that person fill out your form, fill out your lead magnet, go to your pay, come into your shop? How are you going to close the deal? Um, so if, for home builders, we get a ton of traffic from our social media ads um, to sending people to the website to then look at the do the virtual tours. How are the, the people that are doing the online messaging, the, uh, you know, the online chat, how are they able to then convert them into a sale to get them into do a, a real walkthrough to come down to the, to the, you know, the new community to see the house in person? How are they able to convert it? And I think that having a budget, you, you absolutely do need to have some sort of a budget set aside from, for social media. Um, I recommend having at least... $250 a month um, because to, to, purpose, to repurpose a, a post that already did well organically. Um, that's a great way to just kind of get started and get some of your, your content out from in front of more, eye, more eyes um, that's already done well with your uh, organic audience. But I think that having like I, a, a good budget for most of my clients to, to use is $1,000 per month. Um, that way we can re-optimize a post many different ways. There's not just pushing out one post for 
um, website clicked. You know, we have to do an engagement post to get engagement up around that post. And then we have to do the website click. And then we're going to do a retargeting campaign from those people that have already clicked on the website. So they see a different one to maybe get them back in to go in and see that house in person. So, I mean, like if you have a thousand dollars, you're going to be able to do a lot more ads, especially on Facebook. Um, LinkedIn is a beast and um, you do need to have a substantial ad budget for LinkedIn. The reason behind that though, is because you can be so targeted with your ads. If you want to target people who are, have the title of CEO that work in a certain industry. So if they, they work in the, um, uh, builder industry, let's say that you want home builders that have the title of CEO. And so really you're, and you only want people in Denver, we well, are only going to be targeting, you know, maybe uh, 50 people. So that's where you're only targeting, you're targeting such a small amount, but you want that. If those, so if you're getting a cost per click of $6 or $4 per click, it's worth it because you are targeting the exact person you are talking to. So that's just something to kind of keep in mind. And um, again, LinkedIn, you can be way more targeted with who you're talking to and who you want to see, uh, who you want to have come to your website or fill out your lead magnet, um, but it is more expensive. So the link, LinkedIn, we have found to be absolutely game-changing, uh, you know, where in the past in my industry, we do a lot of commercial leasing and we mm-hmm. do a lot of commercial brokerage. Um, and in the past, it was... Um, the process of going to the trade shows year after year, exhibiting and, uh, you know, establishing yourself to try and and make connections so that you can climb the ladder to get to the decision makers. And now with LinkedIn, if you're using it properly, you can literally get to anybody at any level in any company. Yes. And you said using it properly. And that's such a key, key thing to do is use it properly. Don't go and try and connect with someone. And then it's after you connect with them, instantly try to sell with them. Right. I mean, that it drives me bonkers when I, when I connect with someone and they're like, Hey, so I'm doing this, this thing. Would you like to buy from me? And I'm like, I don't know who you are. You know, like, why would I want to buy from you? You know? So, I mean, like you have to, it's just like any other networking event LinkedIn is don't just go into someone, connect to someone, go into their DMS and try to sell to them, establish a relationship with them first, right. just like you do on any other life basis, you know, I mean, you're still going to have to try and work up to selling to somebody and be genuine. Right. I mean, we get, we get the same message. I probably get 200 a day in LinkedIn. It's the same. Hey, thanks for connecting. Would you be interested in? And it's like, I didn't even get past the hello. (laughs) You know, it's exactly, it's it's maddening. That part is maddening. Yeah, Uh, And I mean, like, and that's one thing I try to tell people too. Like, so some of my clients, um, my coaching clients are, the best spot for them to gain new leads is on LinkedIn. And so I teach them how to craft a number of different like messages that are true and genuine, but are able, you're able to use on a mass scale. So like, Hey, tell me a little about yourself. Like, so for mine, I'm, Hey, I see you live in Denver too. Are you a Denver native or did you move here from somewhere else? I mean, like that's, it's a simple conversation starter, but it, it works great because I mean, I'm from Denver and if they say that they're from Denver too, or if they just moved here, I mean, like you can start the conversation that way and it doesn't just seem quite so salesy. So, yeah. So there's a lot of neat tricks um, as you're shooting these videos and you're getting, you're getting your strategy defined. Uh, I have to ask if you can show everyone the voice box. I thought that was so neat. (laughs) So when we were talking folks, before we got started, uh, this is one of the little tips and tricks, right? It keeps the echo down and you put that around your setup and you speak into the box. If you don't have the opportunity to be in a studio. It's so great when I talk in here. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I love it. So um, you have two partners, yes? Uh, yeah, so I have a graphic designer that uh, creates like high-end graphics for me. And like, if someone comes and says, look, I'm just starting out. I, I don't even have a logo. Uh, she is fantastic. She'll create the, the logo, the, the fonts that like she sits down and does amazing work with that. And then um, Chelsea is my social media engagement specialist. So she goes in as to a lot of my done for you clients. Um, again, they don't want to do any part of their social media. So she will go in and engages your page, um, comment on other people's posts as her page. She just really specializes on 
making sure that your business is engaged with uh, the right audience and, and uh, commenting and liking and saving your posts um, that would make sense for your business. Good stuff. Where Cassandra is mom, that's uh, where a woman-based enterprise, a certified city and state WB out here. So I really appreciate you and I appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, before I let you go, I have to ask, give me a Super Bowl prediction. Oh man. Well, I was really big on the Buccaneers, but they've really disappointed this year. I, I think that um, despite having all the superstars that they do on their team, they are not gelling. And I don't know. So, I think that Scotty Miller was great in the slot. And then they bring Antonio Brown in and I'm like, well, geez, I don't really think that Miller was doing that bad, but I guess why I turned down Antonio Brown, but I just don't think that they're all gelling that well. So they were my early predictions. Um, I do like what the Packers are doing. I yep. think that the Aaron and Aaron show, they're doing awesome. Um, I really like the Browns. Uh, the, I, I think that it's great to, to see them succeeding and they have that two-headed monster with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I like that. But Nick I, Chubb may be the most underrated running back in the entire NFL. Yeah. He's and tremendous. he is, and he doesn't get those, he doesn't get a ton of touchdowns because, you know, Kareem Hunt always seems to pop in there, but yep. Um, he's always over a hundred yards. Uh, I just don't see, I, I call Patrick Mahomes, my human cheat code. Um, he's, I swear he's, he's just on another level. Um, and he's just playing nice until the fourth quarter. And then he's like, all right, well, can I at least just win the game now? And then they mm -hmm. always just march right down and score. So I think that Patrick Mahomes and uh, the chiefs will be against the Aaron Rodgers, mad Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, he's upset that they drafted his position. So, and the Packers. So yeah, Packers and Chiefs are, is my Super Bowl prediction. I love it. Well, let's see how that plays out. Good stuff. How do people find you? So you can find me online, obviously. Um, on Instagram, I'm next.step.social. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, Katie Brinkley. And then Facebook, Next Step Social Communications. And if you want, to, I have a free video training right now on uh, the three biggest mistakes that social media or small business make on social media and how to avoid them. And that's available at katiebrinkley.com. Katie, this was really wonderful, super informative. I'm going to take you up on this uh, for, uh, for many reasons. I think it's really important for me to understand more from a top-down perspective about connecting and the importance of utilizing the different platforms. And, and something that stuck with me was the insights. <clears throat> I didn't quite realize how much you can glean from the individual insights. As we try to target uh, tenants quite often, we have these assets and, and we're trying to target different tenants uh, that would be good fits in different locations. We know the demography, we know that the, the, the physical space works, we know the traffic counts work, uh, we know that the, the right income is there for whatever the use may be. Uh, and we're trying to now find that particular tenant. So I'm definitely going to take you up on that. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It was great to have you on. Uh, folks, please keep all the comments, the questions uh, coming. This has been a, a wonderful journey. We're really enjoying this. And uh, everyone, please stay safe. Thanks, Katie. Thank you.